Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show brought to you by FIVO. I am your host, Tracy Sandler. Very excited today to be joined by our special guest. I'm giving you quite the introduction. Charvarius Mooney Ward, cornerback for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Mooney, welcome to the show. Glad to be on. Glad to be on. So training camp is starting in a few days. Are you excited? Yeah, I'm, I'm hella excited. I'm um, going into my sixth season. I feel like we got a great team. It's going to be a big year for us as long as we stay healthy and uh, got the right mindset heading into the season, which I know we will. It's going to be a great year for us, so I'm, I'm ready. So I know you've been working hard this off season. Can you tell us a little bit about your training and how it's differed and what it means for your goals going into the season? Uh, well, my goal is always the same. I always want to be better than I was last year. You know, like my main thing is always competing against myself, competing against the man in the mirror. So I've been kind of work, working on a few of my weaknesses, like catching a ball, like forcing more turnovers. That's one of the main things. I kind of been focused on this year. I want to um, force more turnovers. And um, just the technicalities of playing DB, like playing DB is, is kind of like an artwork, you know, it's more than football because we we got to cover a guy like we they coming forward at us and we going backwards. So you got to know how to come out your brakes, how to tempo your back pedal. So I've been kind of working on like the minute details when it comes to playing DB. So hopefully it shows on the field this season. I'm pretty sure it will because I've been working real hard. Is that stuff that you knew right as the season ended that you wanted to work on, or did you look at tape and some film? Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, like I said, you can you can never like stop getting better. You can always learn something new when it comes to position. So I've been watching a lot of guys that I think are good at the position, like Pascal Tan. He one of the main guys I've been paying attention to. Like I've been watching his film a lot. You know, J.C. Horn, Sauce Gardner, um, Jalen Ramsey. Um, Xavier Howard, like all of those guys, I've been watching their film. Even Huff, my teammate, the way he come out his breaks and um how fast he play, like I kind of like try to take a negative two from all of those guys on how they play the game. Cause those are you know Pro Bowl all all Pro players, and that's the level I want to get at. And I don't see nothing stopping me from getting it, getting to that level, but myself. So I just realized like I can be one of those all Pro Pro Bowl players. So. I mean, I'm definitely taking the steps to elevate my game. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V. For your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So when you talk, you talked about Huff and you still have a relatively mm -hmm. young secondary on the 49ers. You have some veteran, right. relative young secretary. So how do you relish the opportunity to to be a leader for them? And then I want to talk a little bit about your football camps after we talk about this. Uh so me being a leader is kind of funny because I'm naturally like quiet and laid back and chill. But the guys in the room, like you said, they are they hella young, like me and Gilp. We we toured the oldest, and I'm only 27. I definitely don't feel old. I still feel like like I'm second, third year in the league because, I mean, my body feels good. My mind's still kind of fresh, but I'm just trying to step up and just teach those guys the things I know. Like, I got a lot of experience. Like, I'd have been to the championship game every year in my career. So I played a lot of football, like preseason football, football, football that doesn't matter. And 
postseason football and football like at the highest level. So I'm just trying to teach those guys, you know, or what it takes, like kind of like be a pro. Like it's more than just being good at football. Like you gotta know how to carry yourself, like in the meeting rooms, in the locker room, and just within the building. Like get keeping your mind on, your head on straight taking care of your body, you know, and all of those things. So I'm trying to teach those guys, like, more than just football things, you know, life skills and everything like that. And uh, hopefully I'm doing a good job and I can leave my imprint on them. What life skills do you think are important to teach them? Uh, As far as, like, finances, because I know, like, I was an undrafted rookie when I first got in the league, and I was trying to low-key kind of keep up with the Joneses. Like, I saw everybody walking in with, with Dior, you know, Gucci, chains, nice cars and everything. And I kind of, like, try to try to taste that lifestyle at a very early age of being in the NFL. And I realized, like, I couldn't do that because those guys put in the time, like, put in the years, and they got repaid with, a you know, a nice contract. And I try to do that on an undrafted contract. And, I mean, as a lot of people know, undrafted guys not making the millions, like, right out the bat, you know what I'm saying? So I try to teach them those life skills, like, stuff dealing with family, like, off the field issues. Like, as as when I got into the NFL, like, everything kind of, like, changed. Like, you go from being, like, a regular person to the NFL, you know, People view you as a as a celebrity kind of, so you got to know how to like set boundaries, learn how to say no, and just those those type of things as far as like the life skills and just keeping your mental right. Like you always got to put yourself first and um take care of your own well being before you try to help somebody else out. So I'm trying to teach those guys that those type of things, and I want them to know that they belong in the NFL. Like they not there by accident. So a lot of young guys they'll come to the NFL, they'll be kind of like, kind of like shy, nervous, or their confidence may be lacking because like it's the NFL, you're playing against the best in the world. But at the end of the day, it's just football. Like you're here for a reason. You know, you got talent. You're a great person. You're a great player. So, you know, just be yourself. The boundaries thing is interesting. And I appreciate your mm -hmm. candor on that because people don't talk about it all the time. Was it easy for you in the beginning to set those boundaries or did that take some time? Uh, yeah, it takes a lot of time. I'm still kind of like setting boundaries now, like with family, friends, a whole, a lot, a lot of people. I'm still kind of um, working on setting boundaries, but, but life's great. Like I don't have no complaints, you know, about too much, but um, people are usual. Like if you, if you let them, like if, like you can be too kind sometimes. Like mm -hmm. I felt like I was in a situation to help a lot of people, like with the money I, I I've gained over my career and like the connections I had, and I started focusing on you know helping other people before I help my own self. You know, like when they say if a it might be a bad analogy or analogy nobody want to help, but like if a, if a plane going down, you got to put your you know oxygen mask on first before you try to help the next person. So that's what I had to realize. I had to like help myself out before I can just help the next person out. Cause I mean, you trying to do so much for everybody else and you're not focusing on yourself. It can lead you to like, you can, it can just drain you, like drain your energy. You can become depressed and all type of stuff, but you're not focused on yourself. So that's what I had to realize. Like I got to put money first. I got to put myself first and then I can help other people. So that's kind of something, you know, I'm still dealing with, but I'm doing good though. Life's great. That's good. I think we're all a work in progress. I like the plane analogy. It's a really good analogy. Right. right. It's a really good one. All right, let's talk about your camps. You did some youth football camps. In fact, your camp was so popular, you had to do two youth football camps. So can you tell us a little bit about how that started and how you broke it into two and just how they went? Yeah, so originally the plan was to do like one camp one day, probably for like, you know, two, you know, two, maybe three hours with the kids. And um, it was supposed to be a max of 150 kids. But when my website was made for the kids to sign up, no limit, It there wasn't a limit set. so you would never get like it was 1200 kids to sign up like 1200 kids to sign up 
And I was like, what the F? Like, oh my God, like how I'm gonna do this? How I'm gonna like, how I'm gonna maintain 1200 kids in one day? And it was, it was an honor, you know, it was a shock and it was humbling. It was an honor to like that all these kids want to come out and, you know, see me and be around me and touch, you know, feel and see Travis Ward just mooning. Like, I didn't think it was going to be that popular, but I guess like back home, everybody loved me. Like, it haven't been many, um, NFL players or, you know, people to make it out back home. So they just love me to death when I go back home. Back but, home in um, Mississippi, correct? But yeah, Macomb, Mississippi. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, it was 1200 kids signed up. And then, man, it was it was crazy. It was it was crazy how I had to like get get everything situated. Like we had to we had to think like what should we do? Like how we was gonna do it? Should I like tell some they can't come? They got the um they they got first priority for camp next year or something like that. But in my heart, I didn't want to tell the kids no, they couldn't come after they signed up. You know what I'm saying? So I had to prepare for 1,200 kids to come, and um I think around 800 to 900 kids showed up. So it was I broke it up to two sessions. I did kindergarten through fifth grade and I did sixth grade through 12th grade and like I said we took up the whole field we had to use a practice field and the game field for you know for everybody to fit but it was amazing though like it was ran smoothly I had a good time talking to the kids interacting with the kids mm -hmm. it's a lot of talent in Macomb Mississippi and it was just fun I had a lot of homeboys to come like my whole family had to be out there to help I had like probably 20 30 um, coaches and everything like to help out like it was it was amazing it was amazing shout out to Macomb Mississippi my hometown so you talked about being an undrafted free agent I mean did you mm -hmm. ever feel like that would happen for you like this this type of thing you'd be this popular and that be that in demand oh uh, yeah just just being a competitor and believing in yourself deep down I always felt like I was gonna go to the NFL but like as you go through it and experience it you can lose sight of who you are and what you've done you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. Like I don't want a Super Bowl. I got a, a huge contract three years for 42 million. Like sometimes you gotta just step back and be like, man, life is great. Like I don't accomplished a lot at 27 years old. So I kinda I always saw myself being in the NFL, but like to see people like lose their breath, don't know what they don't know what to say when they see me. Like they shocked, they super happy to see me. Like it's humbling and it's a blessing. Like I love it. I love it. And I, I love to give back and, and, and like go back home and show them like, like it's a way, you know what I'm saying? It's possible because I've done it. I, I grew up the same way you grew up in the same place you grew up at with the same opportunities. Like it's, it's, it's possible if you, if you believe in yourself and you work hard, like you, you got a chance. We all got a chance to, to do something. And I did it. And I, I'm glad I'm, you know, showing them that it's possible. So you mentioned how you won a Super Bowl, which you did. We won't bring up which one because 49er mm -hmm. fans will get sad, but you have won a Super Bowl. So you've won a Super Bowl. <laughs> You've lost the Super Bowl. You've yeah. been in championship games. You've won. You've been in championship mm -hmm. games. Lost. How do you kind of balance that perspective? Because obviously the losses are very difficult, but then you've also tasted the pinnacle of success. So kind of how do you balance that? And, and how long does it take you to get over a loss like that? To get over a loss? Uh, when, when I lost the Super Bowl, when we lost the Super Bowl in Kansas City, like we was hurt. We was hurt, but that, that pain turned into like motivation to get better. Like every time we lose or you know, fail or whatever you call it. Because it's really not failing. Like, the Buccaneers was just a better team the day that they beat us in the Super Bowl. And we had, I feel like we had a successful season. But, like, like I said, that that pain, it just turns into motivation. It drives you to get better. And you don't want to feel that feeling again. So you're going to work hard, hard as hell, so you don't feel that pain again. And I, I feel like that's the motivation our team got this year. Because we felt like we had the team... This year in, in the NFC Championship game, but we had like the worst look I've ever seen in NFL history. You had four quarterbacks go down, like we was on a four string quarterback and he got hurt as well. So 
that that loss from this past season to the Eagles, like I feel like it's gonna motivate us to come out strong, come out hard, and you know maybe we get. I'm not trying to make prediction, but maybe we get like the number one overall seed and get home field advantage. We don't have to be playing, you know, in another team stadium, which you know impacts like the the crowd noise. It can impact like the offense calling plays and guys might miss a block. You know, some un unlucky stuff that happens to us. So you know, we'll come out strong this year, and I think we gonna. We're going to do our thing. So, Are you excited for that game December 3rd against the Eagles? Yeah, I'm excited. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be lit because it's, it's that third place. You know, and it's kind of been a lot of back and forth in between. Well, I don't know if it's been a lot, but I didn't see a little back and forth but in between from us, you know, and them. But may the best man win. May the best man win come that day. Now, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. You know, competition always brings out the best in, in a man. So, so we're going to see who the better team is that day. So I know that this offseason you became Muslim and I was just wondering kind of what was the genesis mm -hmm. of that and what drew you to the religion and how are you enjoying it, learning what you're learning? Uh, I'm definitely enjoying it because I'm getting closer to God. So like, I mean, it's nothing better than that, than, you know, having a relationship with God. But uh, I... I just always like to work on myself, you know, every offseason. Like, past offseason, I read a lot. Past offseason, I also meditated a lot. And um, this offseason, I just, you know, the best thing you can possibly do is get closer to God, you know, pray more and get a relationship with God. So I, I talked to a bunch of guys that were Muslims, you know, they they were, they had good hearts, kind souls. And um, I don't know, it just feel like I gravitated toward the religion, you know, like, I had a good feeling about it. Like every time I read the Quran or be around those guys, like my spirits was were lifted. So I was like, like, why not? You know, like good vibes, good energy with the religion. So, I mean, I took a chance on becoming a Muslim and I'm loving it so far. Was it something that you talked to your teammate, Amber Thomas, about? Uh, I, I don't think so. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit I did. Maybe a little bit I did. But it, it was it was, it was, it was my decision, you know. Uh, I don't think I talked to Amber a lot. But, you know, it, it's, it's helped me become more and more disciplined, though, like the religion. Like, it's a bunch of things you can and can't do or you, you, or you supposed to do and you're not supposed to do. Um, it's kind of like a, a, a disciplined religion. But I'm getting better, like, every day dealing with the religion. So I'm, I'm loving it. For sure. Do you, do you meditate every day? Do I meditate every day? I try to be. I, I try. I mean, I try to. Uh, Consistent one of the things and discipline one of the things I'm still dealing with. But I try to meditate as much as possible. Like first thing in the morning and um first thing in the morning after I pray and last thing at night after I pray. I try to uh I try to meditate. Do you meditate? Are you you Christian? What what are you? I do, I I'm Jewish, but I I do meditate. I have this app. I use an app called the Calm app, and they have a then a meditation day called the Daily Calm. And it's 10 minutes. And I, I feel like I can totally do the 10 minutes. It's harder for me past the 10 minutes. And I want to get better at that. But I do it. I try to do it every day. And then they also have sleep meditations. And then they also have, they have sleep story meditations. And I love those. And one of them is about this cute little cat that goes to all these different places. Right. And finds yeah. the best place to sleep. And I love it. That's cool. How long you been meditating though? Cause I ain't gonna lie, when I first started meditating, I was like, man, this don't worry, man. Like my <laughs> mind keep wondering over and over. I can't stop thinking about this, that, that, that. But I had to be consistent and I I kind of like learned how to calm my mind down like over time. And I got better at it and it I definitely started seeing like seeing it paying off. Like my mood was lifted, like I was thinking like quicker. 
you know, making smarter decisions, like not forgetting stuff, like my car keys or not forgetting my wallet or losing my phone and stuff like that. Like just simple stuff like that that was that I was like getting better at. And I realized like I was like, damn, this dude kind of works. So I kept on doing it. I, I like you said, you listen to um meditation while you sleep. Sometimes I listen to affirmations while I'm sleep. So oh, I be trying all type of stuff just to get better, you know, be a better person, to be honest. I do, I agree with you. When I'm doing it consistently, I do think my mood is better. And I actually mm -hmm. even today was stuck in traffic and got super annoyed. And I was like, <laughs> I need I need to meditate. I need to get back into consistently meditating because it makes a difference. Even the 10 minutes will make a difference for your whole day. What's the longest you've been able to meditate? I would say 20 minutes. The longest okay. I meditated was 20 minutes. But the longest I did, a, I, I did a breathing exercise in um, Costa Rica and it was for like 30 minutes. So I, I, I did a breathing exercise for like 30 minutes. And that that take you to is like way deeper than meditation. Like your body get to tingling and you know a whole bunch of stuff get to going on. But yeah, I, I did a breathing exercise thirty minutes and it was crazy. I love it. But that was a long time for sure. You need to do one day. You gotta do a sound bath. Oh, with the little bowls. Mm -hmm. Man, I love that. I be watching Janae Aiko perform a little tiny disc um concerts and she be using the sound sound bowls. Oh my god, I love that sound. It's so therapeutic. Like, I don't know what it is about it, but just the sound when he hit the bow and it just go ringing. Like, it's just so common and peaceful. I love it. It really is. It, it really works. I used to, pre-COVID, I used to do a sound bath. There was like a place I would go once a month or once a week, not once a month. But I need to get back into that. Yeah, I was going to buy some sound bowls, but like, I ain't had nobody to play for me. I ain't <laughs> had nobody to play for me. I ain't want to just play it for myself because I wanted to be like laid down, like, you know, I was just sitting there meditating to it and not being the one had to play it. But uh, yeah, I definitely, I like the sound bowl for sure. All right. We'll see if we can find you a good sound bath in the Bay. In the Bay, we need some. I know they got some out there. I know they you got guys, some. You guys send suggestions Mooney's way. <laughs> Tweet them out. <laughs> Tweet them sound baths. All right. We're almost done. But we're okay. You guys know I'm famous for five fun facts. Well, famous might be strong, but you guys know I do five fun facts. <laughs> I've already done five fun facts with Mooney, so I'm not going to make you do five fun facts again. But I had okay. an idea for your five favorite things of the summer, and I will cue you like favorite song of the summer. All right, come on. Okay, what's your well, what's your been your favorite song of the summer? NBA Young Boy, let's do it. Those okay. are my favorite song of the summer. Have you read anything this summer? Because I know you're a big reader. Do you have a favorite book of the summer? Uh, I'm, I'm I'm reading a book by Carol Dweck. It's called Mindset. Okay. Did you have a favorite cheat meal this summer? Cheat meal? I ain't why you do me like that. Uh. I know. I asked. I asked the really hard questions. <laughs> cheat meal. Um. I don't think I had a. Did I have a cheat meal this summer? Um. I've been eating. I started eating pie like for the first time this summer, and I love pie. I don't know what it is about pie, but I've been eating a lot of pie this summer. What's your favorite kind of pie? My brother had a, a bunch of key lime pie. I don't know if you know what that is, but key lime pie. It's my yeah. dad's favorite pie. Key lime pie is my dad's favorite pie. Yeah, they good. Okay, so we, that's three. I need to come up with two more favorites. Do you have a favorite uh, show that you watched this summer? This off season? Like favorite Netflix show? Or anything? No, I don't watch TV like that. Do you have a favorite movie you watched this summer? Help me out, Mooney. <laughs> favorite movie? Um, I was watching, um, what, what, what? Uh, I think it was a series. I did finish Manifest on Netflix. There's the show. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed in it though. It wasn't. It wasn't what I thought it was gonna be. I'm not trying to bash them, but I was kind of disappointed in Manifest. They probably don't. Listen to oh, podcast. I watched Snowfall. I did watch Snowfall this summer. I watched Snowfall. It was like six seasons, maybe five or six seasons. I watched the whole show this summer. It's top. It's like top two, and it's not two for sure. Oh, One five. of the best shows I ever saw. 
less than five minutes ago. I don't watch shows like that, Adam. But now you yeah, I had, I had to think. I had to think about it. All right. Do we have a favorite movie of the summer or favorite something else in summer? I'll give you can have one more favorite summer song if you can't come up with a movie. Nah, you got to find a better question. You can't ask me the same question twice. You got to yeah. come on now. Okay. Uh, so we're not doing movie. We're not doing song. How about your favorite? How about your favorite, favorite vacation? vacation? Favorite I was vacation. just going to say favorite vacation of the summer. Favorite vacation this summer was Hawaii. I went to Hawaii. I went to Kona, the big island, um, Honolulu, and I went to... um. Waikiki. I went to Waikiki Beach too. I think that that's two different islands. They are. And I had it. I had a hell of a time. Oh my god, I love Hawaii. I was thinking about buying a house in Hawaii and just moving out there every summer. It's amazing out there. That would it's be good. Vibe. It's 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 like great great vibes, great energy. I, I love being by the water. I, I had a you know a wonderful time. I can envision you meditating by the water every morning. Oh, meditating on the beach. I should I should have did that. I should have did that. That's 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 on my bucket list. It's beaches in the bay though. I can do it on the bay. You in can. the bay. You're welcome. Yeah. I gave you a good idea. Thank you. Lord, thank you for joining me today. You're welcome. No problem. Anytime. Well, you guys, uh, we are brought to you by Bet Online. We are brought to you by Fivo. If you like what you heard, and I know you did, please give us a five-star rating and leave us a positive review. And you can catch Mooney Ward on a football field real soon. Bye, all. Levi Stadium real soon. See you. Real soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.